On this episode, I talk Italian ices, self-promotion up front in a video, and the Jets. If I don't buy them, who do I buy? You keep asking questions, I'll keep trying to answer them. Everybody, this is Gary Vay, Nerd Chuck, and you're watching the Ask Gary V Show, episode number 23. A little fun fact about the number 23 is a lot of people like that number. It's because there was a basketball player that used to play. His name was Michael Jordan, and everybody liked him so much and thought he was so great. But not this guy. I hate Michael Jordan. Brian asks, should I post articles on my blog and mention on social, or post natively on sites like LinkedIn, Medium, and Facebook? or both? Brian, great question and it's a loaded question, right? Because you probably looked at the new GaryVaynerchuk.com and you probably realize that I'm doing a mix, right? Like, you know, you land on that page and I've got the place for Medium posts and LinkedIn posts. When you land on it, some of the posts literally link out to LinkedIn, Medium, and then obviously I have my own posts. And actually, Steve and I were just talking. Did we put up the first post where it's just for GaryVaynerchuk.com? Yes. Got it, so that's there too. And so, What I think is interesting about this question is most people in the internet marketing world want to keep telling you to do it on your own site, monetize your own traffic, it's yours, Facebook reach can't be taken away, all this own it, own it, own it. The problem with own it, own it, own it is when you're doing it on your own site, you're at the mercy of how much traffic you're able to establish on your own site. And so for the 99.999% of you that are watching this that don't have four million unique people coming to your site every day, every month, the reality is is places like Medium, for example, I had a Medium go extremely viral. Uh, by you know, viral as in it did really well on Medium, and right now it's sitting as number six or seven on Medium's top stories. Where I've noticed that 950 people have clicked over and read the article because of that place, and that's 950 people that I'm going to guess 787 of them have never even heard of me before. And so, too many people are worried about monetizing the now posting on their page versus using things like LinkedIn and Medium and notice I use those two because they have viral loops. LinkedIn, when articles go well, it shows up in Pulse. Medium sends out an email and has a top stories. So I like being in places where there's viral loops that if you put out a nice piece of content, I noticed a kid on Twitter today tweet out, hey, I'm number four on Medium, two spots ahead of Gary V. And then I looked at his profile and he has 1,400 Twitter followers. And that got me excited. I'm like, see, great content can raise to the top and bring awareness. And so I think a heavy mix of both. Uh, I'm a big fan of picking spots strategically that give you awareness and then builds leverage for you that then eventually you can monetize in your own world. Sean asks, you are always answering questions about business, brands, etc. What's the one life lesson you have learned since becoming a father? Sean, this is a fun question for me. I appreciate it. You know, I I love this show because I'm really shooting straight and in me shooting straight, you're gonna all really realize how much of a contradiction I really am. You're gonna figure out how much of an ego I actually have. You're gonna figure out how much humility I actually have. This is gonna go on the ego side. I've always been nurturing. I love HR and the team and like you guys, the community, I have a lot of nurturing DNA. You know, I'm a motherly kind of character. I also have an 11 year younger brother that gave me a test run into fatherhood because my brother and I have that kind of relationship, especially because my dad is such a workaholic, wasn't around as much, though much more for AJ than me. I just want to throw that out there. He did go to some of his basketball games, which I'm still jealous about. And, uh, 
and in general, my dad's kind of an old school, less nurturing, let's put it that way, kind of guy. And so, you know, when I'm 19, AJ is eight. Uh, what that did for me in a lot of ways was, you know, it's not the same, you know, brother, even though as much as I love AJ, it's a different feeling from children. I think, you know, I think the thing that it's taught me is the close, I want to say unconditional love, but the truth is I probably love my parents and siblings more than the average person from what I've been able to gather. And so, it's taught me things I knew, which is the fear that I have for any, Misha yesterday talking to me about, you know, somebody called her a chatterbox and it hurt her feelings. A, made me laugh because she's like her dad and I'm like, I remember going, my, my music teacher in first grade called me, called me a, a machine mouth or something, something like pretty, pretty tough. Um, anyway. Uh, motor mouth, thank you. Uh, and so she's going through that stuff and it was crazy to me to sit there and feel how much pain I felt and we're not even in bullying zone or zits zone or awkward teen year zone. So it's teaching me that as much as I love my parents and my siblings and all these other things, the love I have for those two is, is deep and it's hardcore. Hey Gary, Tony Brown here from TonyLBrown.com creator of the 3V strategy for this business guy. development and growth. I'm just scrolling through nice my hustle. Instagram timeline and I've just seen a post from Instagram telling me they're going to start advertising on the timeline in the UK. It had over 6,300 comments, many of which were saying, no, 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 you're going to ruin it and sure. bye-bye Instagram. Yep. You always say marketers ruin everything. Yep. What are your thoughts on that? Couple things. Great show, I oh. love it. Keep it up. Sorry. And I'll speak to you again soon. Speak to you soon. A couple things. Look, uh, first of all, there's a lot of different audiences. For example, 99% of people that run a Q&A show would not allow a question to be aired where the person spent the first 9% of the question promoting himself. But I love the hustle, right? So there's that. Two, do you know how many Americans, and I know you're from the UK, you know how many Americans said they would leave America and move to Canada when George Bush got reelected, and then vice versa, when Obama got elected and reelected? how many of my friends and elitists and rich peeps and poor peeps said they're gonna move to Canada if XYZ, the amount of things we say versus the amount of things we do is a very big difference and that's why Instagram isn't worried about that because I, Tony, you wanna have a real fun little test? Go back into that post and then go click all the people that said bye bye Instagram and see how many pictures they've posted since they've commented. My guess, a lot more. So the question and answer to your question is, so the answer to your question, don't edit. I'm so scared of DRock's editing because we edit a little more on this show than we did with Wine Library and I'm a little scared because I know we're trying to be efficient and DRock's skilled. Don't take that personal DRock, but don't edit that crap. Um, Never edit any of my mistakes or any of my blub ups. That, let's start with that. If you're editing just for, for time reasons, I can respect that. Uh, so to answer your question is, I think it's a non-event. Of course there's a certain level of hippies that will go off of that platform because of that. But if Instagram finds its right rhythm the way Facebook has, I, I don't see anything really happening and so I just think it's a non-event. Johnny asks, if the Jets never come up for sale in your lifetime and another NFL team does, would you buy that team instead? Johnny, one of the things I worried about with this show was answering questions I don't like to answer, and this is one of them. At this point, I've ebb and flowed with this. Um, at this point, my belief is that I would really focus on the Knicks. 
Um, and then after that, a random basketball team. So it goes Jets, Knicks, random basketball team. That's your answer. Matt asks, how would you promote a Kickstarter campaign beyond providing content to raise awareness and reach funding goals? Matt, you know, whether, the, 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 I'm, I'm bumbling on this. No, no, I'm stick, D-Rock, I just told you that I'm not editing on any of my mistakes. <laughs> Jesus with this guy. All you editors are saying, wanna take out the natural, authentic. You guys like when I struggle with my words because it happens so rarely. Uh, I treat Kickstarter no different than anything else. Just because you have an ice thing that you want to do and you're decided to do it on Kickstarter because that's a platform that has virality back to the question about Medium and LinkedIn, that's fine. The answer is the same. Facebook dark posts targeting people that give a crap about ice cream and ices, uh, putting out content in blog form, guest contributing. I would literally email every single person that has a blog of any size or magnitude that plays in your space. I didn't look deeply, but if you're in organic ices or just ices or desserts or ice cream culture, I would map out the 700 people that are in that space that have blogs or media outlets and reach out to them and say, I'd like to guest contribute. Talk about Italian ices or ice cream or dessert culture in America or the world generally, not spamming like I want to tell you about my product. It's all about being content and not being about infomercials. Too many of the people watching this show and the rest of the world, when they think about content, they hear Billy Mays and infomercial. When I think about content, I hear New York Times and scandal. Get it? It's about making that decision. And so, getting distribution, putting out good content. And that means guest contributing, Facebook doc posts if you've got money to drive towards it. Reaching out to influencers and chefs that are in the dessert space to see if you can JV what I would call business development. Hey, you know, uh, Mario Batali, here's what I can do for you. Give you 8% of my company if you can get me uh, the spark that starts out my awareness. Hey, Carla Hall, I think you're amazing and your southern cuisine. I'll give you five years worth of my product for free if you give me a little love. How can you give me love? A tweet's not enough. So it's biz dev, it's content creation, that's not infomercial but actual content and then it's proper internet marketing which right now to me is creme de la creme is Facebook dark posts. You've been watching the Ask Gary Vee Show. My question of the day for you is very simple. What are you dressing up as for Halloween? You keep asking questions, I will continue to answer them. His name was Michael Jordan and everybody liked him so much and thought he was so great but not this guy. I hate Michael Jordan. Knicks fan and there's no reason to like Michael <laughs> Jordan. Why in the world would I like that dude? <laughs> <Fuck him. laughs>